0: Well, hello is this jesse james dupree from the band jackal
1: yes it is isn't it?
0: hey this is scott i'm calling from the interview show and i would love to do an interview with you
1: all right let's, let's do it it's good to hear from you
0: yeah yeah what are you doing today
1: we've been out on the west coast and uh we got through playing last night and uh drove rode the 90 miles down to the san francisco airport and uh Flew back to Atlanta and came straight into the office and just knocking out some interviews and got today and tomorrow and then head right back out to do some more shows.
0: Nice, nice.
1: I mean, this. I mean, it makes you feel alive. We uh, we had a great show in Santa Rosa last night, and and a matter of fact is just noticed a little bit ago, some people threw some photographs up already from the they were out in the crowd stuff. So I pulled a photographer out of the crowd, up onto the stage, and had him uh shoot back toward the audience and stuff, and got some really cool stuff.
0: Nice, nice, nice. All right, well, welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host, and today I have on the line Jesse James Dupree from the band Jackal. How's it going?
1: Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, Man, things couldn't be better. We're just celebrating the release of this brand new slab of rock and roll we've released called When Moonshine and Dynamite Collide, and, and uh, making sure that every day sticks, you know?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Now, I won't lie to you. I'm going to play in with the lumberjack and you know, the chainsaw is going to be your undeniable legacy in rock and roll music. So I would love it if you could tell me a little bit about the origin story of the chainsaw.
1: Well, I mean, the chainsaw came about just because, you know, my generic answer is that it is after all the most definitive instrument for rock and roll. It's loud, it's aggressive, it's abrasive, it's destructive, it's stanky. It's everything that rock and roll should be reeking of, you know? And, uh, but, mine, but the, the the longer version of the story is that we used to hold the sales and attendance record at this club we used to play in Atlanta, and uh, the club owner was an excitable guy, and I used to always threaten to bring the chainsaw, bring a chainsaw in and cut the place up, and with, being that we held the sales and attendance record, I uh, you know, took the liberty to go get a chainsaw and carry it in one night and destroyed a bunch of tables and chairs and stuff during the show, and And at the end of the night, we were jamming on some blues, and and I picked the chainsaw up and took a lead break. And uh, everybody thought it was cool, and and my dad happened to be in the audience that night, and he said, you know, you need to keep doing that. And I said, oh, well, you know, he kind of just shrugged it off. And a couple of weeks later, he came to one of our shows up in the Carolinas, and he was in a car. And you never see my dad in a car. He always rides his Harley. But uh, he shows up in his car and uh, opens up the trunk of the car, and and he went and bought me a brand-new chainsaw. and. And, uh, and, and of course, if I've got one laying around, I'm going to use it. And the lumberjack was born.
0: Nice, nice. Now, this is what I love about the story, because most dads would be like, no, get off the stage, get a real job. But your dad is like, no, you've got to do that again, man.
1: Uh, my parents, my dad's hair is longer than mine. And, uh, like I say, he's ridden a Harley my whole life. And, I mean, he uh, they used to wake me up in the middle of the night when I was wearing the pajamas with the feet in the bottom of them. And uh, they'd drag me in front of the television set, and I'd watch little richard on tv or you know an elvis special or you know something like that they they just kind of kind of uh you know input it in, in, into my blood and, and uh so you know i'm a very very fortunate and thankful that they you know that and riding motorcycles <laughs> you know
0: yeah no you're absolutely lucky now i've i'm dying to ask you your guitar tech how do you break him in
1: how do i break my guitar tech in or my chainsaw tech in
0: there's two guys i'm assuming there's one guy
1: well, no. Yeah, I mean, there's there's somebody that specializes in a guitar and somebody specializes in chainsaw. That chainsaw's a full-time job. You know, we, we obviously we've never shot away from the, from what we do with the chainsaw. I mean, it's, that'd be like telling uh, Angus not to wear his schoolboy outfit, or it'd be like telling Iron Maiden not to bring Eddie out on stage, or it'd be like telling Kiss not to wear their makeup. I mean, you know, it is it's part of who we are, but it's not all of what we are, and. Uh, you know, um, I mean, once people get past Angus's schoolboy outfit, or once they get past Kiss's makeup, or once they get past Iron Maiden's Eddie, or whatever, and they realize that there's substance there in the spirit of what we're real rock and roll is about, then it's time to get down to the dirty, dirty. And luckily, we, you know, we've made that kind of connection with the people out there, and uh, you know, across the country, and and uh, you know, so we, I mean, we we celebrate it every day. I mean, I'm I'm not. Uh, not at all shy about the Chainsaw we have a lot of fun with it but it's just you know it's just one aspect of what the band's about I mean we you know we've we, we got many sides to to, uh, to to this man shot out of the Cannon Rock and Roll band Yeah, hey, this is Jesse James Dupree from Jackal Grandit. crank it up just a little bit louder cause you are dialed right smack dab on top of the interview show
2: yeah Because I partied yoke, I partied LA, but God bless this is what I'm here to say, because my moonshine kicks your cocaine's off.
1: But, I mean, like, when, you know, my moonshine kicks your cocaine's ass, I mean, <laughs> you know, hey, y'all, I'm going to tell you a story. Y'all want to hear a story? Yeah. You know, all right, right about now, I think y'all should know. Then in the back, because initially it was just on the back, in the backwoods of Georgia on the side of a hill, you know. But, I mean, you know, when you're playing it live and, you know, and, and so i say, hey, I'm going to tell y'all a story. You want to hear a story? Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, you know, and, and uh it was, hey y'all, say what? You know, just it kind of grows, you know. And then the next thing, you know, we you know we go back into the studio and we cut it. You know, hey y'all, what? You know, you want to hear a story? Yeah. Hey, and and, and it's just just good good. Uh, it's a good foundation to work off of because then people hear it on the record and you go do it live and it's just like General Patton marching across Europe. Yeah, this is Jesse James Dupree from Jackal Branded, Crank it up just a little bit louder, because you are dialed right smack dab on top of the interview show. Yeah. You know We're very proud of this new record doesn't have a chainsaw on it, and we're, we're proud of each and every song on there is as, as if it had a chainsaw on it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So the new record is called When Moonshine and Dynamite Collide, and I'm a guy who's never tried Moonshine, so I was wondering if you could tell me about the buzz. Well,
1: I'll, just, I'll, I'll give you directions to my house, and you can come and try some.
0: Well, that sounds great, and if I'm ever down south, I'm there. But until then, can you tell me a little bit about the buzz? Well,
1: I mean, it's just uh, you know, it, it it it's 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 an inconsistent thing depending on where you get it from. I mean, you know, uh, North Carolina moonshine's separate from different from you know, North uh, uh, Western Tennessee is different than Eastern Tennessee is different than <laughs> than Arkansas. I mean, everybody's got their own twist to it. Whether it's you know. You know, from corn or is it from potatoes or if it's, you know, what where do they make it from? And they, 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 I mean, they can, you know, they 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 make a peach and, you know, they're doing all kind of flavored stuff. I mean, we're out there on the road now and there's people every single night coming up with different kinds of moonshine. And uh, some of it is smooth Ooh. and some of it is smooth. Ooh. <laughs> it's, it, it, you know, either way, it's going to have a bite and it'll creep up on you. You know, it's it's almost it, it, to answer your question a little bit more specific though. It's almost like doing a, I mean, you know, depending on how they make it, it's almost like taking an acid trip.
0: Nice, nice. Okay, you you've got me wanting to journey down south now. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the music, though. I was reading that this for this record because it's been a while since In Between Jackal Records. So I was reading for this record that you guys toured the songs first and then recorded them, and not a lot of bands do that. And a lot of bands, when they do do that, or so I've heard, it's it's a big thing because they don't they have it's kind of a luxury, I guess. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about what that means for the music.
1: Yeah, we, we, it was very important to us to you know to make sure that at least the, you know the, the the bulk of the record had been road tested. So. You know, several of these songs we've been playing for a while, and uh, in in sorting out, you know, what what made a connection, you know, live, and 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 I think that the one thing that afforded us was was the ability to to be able to make sure that the album encompassed the spirit and sounds like Jackal. I mean, it's one thing for the sound to be like Jackal, but I mean, literally all the, you know, the tones, the attitude, the vibe, the energy, the everything that what rounds out a you know a good you know a good live show hot and sweaty rock and roll night. You know, that's what we tried to capture on this record.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, I was doing a a Google search on you when I was doing research for this interview, and I found out the most curious thing. I found out that in 1993, you posed for Playgirl magazine, and unlike a lot of guys who do that sort of stuff in magazines, you went full frontal. So I was wondering if you could talk about, like, especially after having talked to you, that's a radical departure from my idea of who you are. You know what I'm saying?
1: Well, it wasn't me laying on a bearskin rug. I mean, I did it, but you know, we, you know, I, I agreed to do it under, you know, with one stipulation, and that was that they came and shot me live, and uh, you know, so I got naked in front of you know, five thousand of my close personal friends at the Long Beach Arena, and uh, where Jim Morrison had went, hit went to jail for getting naked, but it was, you know. It, it it wasn't me laying on a bearskin rug, and it wasn't fluffed out in the you know, in the sense of like trying to make a, that kind of a statement. It was more about just rock and roll vibe and attitude. And I'm just as God made me. I mean, I'm not I'm not insecure about that, and I, I don't you know I, I don't um, I don't run around and tell everybody, hey, look at my Playgirl magazine spread. I mean, it was it was, a, it was at that particular time. Especially with all the stuff we were been dealing with on the parental advisory stickers and all that stuff because it was a big hot topic in ninety ninety four and uh so it was just it was an appropriate thing to do no no different than the red hot chili peppers walking out on stage with you know with with socks over their penises or you know i mean ever you know there's been you know Courtney love you know getting up and wearing a dress with no underwear on it and stage diving i mean it's, I mean, everybody's got their way of expressing their but I mean, it was, <laughs> it's, it, there's still a reaction to it. I mean, every, every night, you know, the, there's some, some lady will come up out of the crowd and, you know, sign my playgirl. And, you know, it's like she's held on to it for several years now, but I mean, it, it I don't know. It's, it, there's, there's so much that we've accomplished or, or created or, you know, uh, been <laughs> blamed for or, or whatever, whatever you want to look at it. I mean, we've, you know, we've, jackals had a had a, a a rich lucky you know exciting you know past and uh and it looks just as it just as crunchy you know looking forward i mean this new album i mean we you know to celebrate this new album we we uh, took off and, and 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 did two weeks worth of uh strip club dates we went and gave the band radio stations all up to the midwest and they they gave us away to strip clubs and we went in and performed and And uh, we videotaped all every bit of it, so we're in the process of putting a video together now of that two week trip. Yeah, this is Jesse James Dupree from Jackal. Grab it, crank it up just a little bit louder because you are dialed right smack dab on top of the interview show.
2: Yeah. Shake it, shake it, shiny, go boots and lots of honey. Shake it, shake it, shake it shiny, go boots and lots of honey. Shake it, shake it now. She like to shake it, shake it, back it up, she back it up. Looking like she gonna break it, hey now. She's such a bloody buddy, stepped into the ring. It's time to get down to the dirty, dirty somehow. She makes the rules, she's making shaking, shaking, shiny, go boots and lots of honey. Stop! Shake. It.
1: This is Jesse James Dupree from Jackal Branded. Crank it up just a little bit louder because you are dialed right smack dab on top of the interview show. Yeah.
0: Nice, nice. Okay, I'm going to ask you a little bit of a controversial question and and feel free to beg out because you seem like a really sweet guy. But I wanted to talk about one of the tracks in the album. And the one that sticks out to me is She's Not a Drug. And the chorus to that song is She's Better Than Cocaine. So I wanted you to talk about all the substances that you've enjoyed in life and then compare them to a real woman. So you can give a shout out to somebody or talk about (laughs) somebody famous
1: well you know i i think women are better than any drug and uh, i mean if i'm a, if i'm a if i could get addicted to anything or if i am addicted to anything that it's it's to that almighty split tail um i uh you know I, i've never been i've never been one much to to do drugs although um i've definitely sampled i think everything that's out there um you know if, if what do you want to call it experimenting or trying or doing or whatever i you know i have uh, I have, uh, you know, explored to see what you know what was on the other side, but um, nothing has ever really, you know. I mean, I love a good stiff shot of Crown Royal or some moonshine, but it's not like I got to curl up beside that bottle every night, you know. I mean, I'm, I love, I love uh, waking up every day and taking as big a bite out of life's ass as I can, and, and um, you know, I hate anything that that prohibits me from doing that. But uh, you know, as far as what drugs, how I, I, I done. We used to do MDA, which was like uh, ecstasy. Back, you know, back before there was ecstasy, there was a thing that, called MDA, and the guy that invented Goody's headache powders invented it. And we used to try that whenever we were younger, and then we would do. Uh, well, I've done acid before, and I've done coke, and I mean I've, I've tried it all. But like I said, I'm, nothing's ever really stuck with me. But I can tell you, you can't get enough of that that almighty split tail.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. Well, that's an awesome place to end it. Um I typically end the show with the guest picking a song off the current album and then sort of giving a little nugget behind the song as I bring that song up or as we sort of rock it out. So I would love it if you could do that. Well, I
1: think you should uh, you know, I think if you I mean, if you're going to pick play my choice off the record, I think you should play the title track. And it, you know, it it's it's it, I think it's uh, it, it's been somewhat of a surprise to people when they've heard the record and they would think that the title track would probably be the crunchiest song on the record. But uh, and it it and it does crunch, but it's it's got a little, whole different vibe to it, and it's got a it's got a southern rock kind of vibe to it. meets you know meets the influences of you know of of, of you know the the ACDC, the the you know the the ZZ Top, the, all the 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 rock bands that we grew up loving, and um, but but it's it's got its own contemporary little twist to it. It's called uh, When Moonshine and Dynamite Collide, and the second verse was really special to me because I was able to hand a copy of the record the week it came out to Brian Johnson from A C D C who uh who uh was in Atlanta racing his vintage road race at Road Atlanta and he came in first place. I'll go ahead and tell you he kicked ass he's a competitive bastard. And uh, but he um uh, he, he was in Atlanta. I gave him a copy of the record and, and I was able to actually share this song with him in the second verse and, and which is a tribute to, you know, to what influences all of us. To love that rock and roll and that time that we have together when we're up on that stage. So crank it up. This is uh, the title track to Jackal's new album. We're celebrating it. Spread the word. Go tell a friend. Go tell a hundred friends there's a new rock record in town when moonshine and dynamite collide. pow Yeah, this is Jesse James Dupree from Jackal it. Crank it up just a little bit louder because you are dialed right smack dab on top of the interview show.
2: Yeah! <laughs> Damn.